0: Tonight's scoreboard show is brought to you by the following sponsors, Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, Rob Moore, Livestock Risk Partnership of Minneapolis, 4M Plumbing of Washington, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Real Smart Highlights of Columbus, Iowa, Hinshot Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, Western Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa and the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries, <laughs> Of Richland, Iowa. Well, we've got uh, a scoreboard show for you. I was a little uh, under the weather last night, but uh, I did want to get out some scores to you. We got some guys live at uh, some different uh, venues, uh, and we'll bring them to you, but some of the scores that we didn't cover tonight. Mid Prairie uh, Golden Hawks got an 83-73 win over the Tipton Tigers. The Waco Warriors uh, basically doubled up uh, a lone tree, 79-43. to The Hillcrest Ravens uh, uh, took it to the Wapello Indians, seventy to forty-three. Wapello Indians playing pretty tough. That's a pretty impressive win for Hillcrest. Uh, Mount Pleasant Panthers, seventy-two. Burlington, sixty-one. And uh, Tri County beat English or or, uh, English Valley beat Tri County, thirty-five to nothing. Uh, Holy Trinity got a big win as well uh got a big win against central Lee. uh that was a 60 to 30 60-ish to 30-ish about a 30 point spread there uh um and that locks them up for the number two spot uh in the in the shootout and uh, uh got back in their winning ways as they got a nice little win uh, over van Buren county well uh stick around we got some uh, uh melvin we got uh coach islick we got Andy McGuire. and we got jeff mills well, we got Jeff Mills of real smart highlights, uh, basketball, baseball, football, all kinds of uh, high school athletics. He's archived up there. Welcome the program, Jeff.
1: Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me, buddy.
0: Well, uh, you were at a game I had kind of a big interest in. And I didn't get to see any of it. And it sounded like it was a fantastic game. Two pretty well evenly matched teams kind of, uh, you know, a, a game that might mean something uh, in the overall standings of things. And that was uh, – Peek traveling to Loaiza Muscatine. Um, did you get your money's worth at that game?
1: Absolutely. This was a battle. Uh, both teams played extremely well. Um, both teams could have won it, to be honest with you. But L&M ended up coming out on top
0: the end. But it was it was a battle the entire game. All right. Well, go take me through it.
1: OK. Uh, so um, first quarter, Peek can come out hot. Man, they got some shooters on that team. Uh, I kind of lost track of how many, who had who, and I, I don't have uh, stats for them right off the top of my head. But the Adam brothers, uh, that Sven Dahlstrom kid, Benny Dahlstrom, and uh, Casey Davis had a real nice game, from too. They were all shooting the ball extremely well. Um, and then, of course, the the Wolver kid down low, the tall kid, he's he, he's pretty good down there, too. He can hot in the first quarter. Uh, knocking down threes. L&M kind of struggled at the free throw line. They were drawing fouls. finnegan Klein come out and made a couple buckets, I think, during the first quarter. Uh, But Pekin took the lead 16-8 to heading into the second quarter, so it was kind of like, okay, what's going to happen here? L&M fought back, though. Uh, you know, they, they missed the free throws and that kind of thing, but they ended up coming back and uh, Scored 17-11 to 11 that second quarter, so uh, it was a pretty tight ball game heading into the halftime there. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, Ty Northup was kind of slowed up that first half. peacon did a, a really good job defensively holding him uh, at bay, you know. Uh, Northup's an extremely talented kid, and I thought they did a great job in that first half uh, uh, keeping him slowed down a little bit. Uh, they ended up going halftime and come out in second half, and L&M's a uh, full-court press and kind of started creating a lot of turnovers and put Pekin in some rough spots, and L&M's Northrop turned them turnovers into points as he'd just come out on fire. Uh, it was like a day-and-night difference between the first half and second half. Uh, Northrop just took over the game, and Pekin uh, really didn't have an answer for him in the second half. He was scoring at will, 15-foot Kind of shot to just driving past guys and scoring at the at the hoop so um Peking hung in there though they uh battled they were knocking down threes again all them kids I' mentioned earlier I a lot again I lost track of who hit what went but I'm old sorry but no um they come out it was a real tight ball game all the way down to the last couple minutes um I think L&M was up four at one point with a couple you know, it, just left and uh Pekin was fighting his way back and then l and pulled away a little bit and ended up getting the win by 8.70 to 62 was the final score but highly entertaining game a great effort from both teams to be honest but uh Pekin was ahead of them in the standings by game i believe Uh maybe, no they only lost three conference games so that was peaking's only fourth fourth conference loss of the season and l and m they needed that that win they Put together some great games here in the second half. have been playing really great basketball. And now's the time to be doing that, honestly. So um, great win for them. Great win for the kids. And just a great game overall.
0: Well, thank, thanks. Uh, that was a great report on the game. Uh, is there anything else before we let you go? No,
1: I think that's it, buddy.
0: Well, it sounds like you were at one of the best games uh, uh, of the night. Maybe the best game of the night. Thanks for being with us. Yep. you have a transmission repair? Presents the... Kyoto Eagles. We've got the voice of the Kyoto Eagles, Andy McGuire. Welcome to the program, Andy. Thanks for having me, Dave. Well, uh, there was a, a, a few key games here and there, uh, and last night, Kyoto had one of them as they played number two, bell Plain, uh on the road. Uh, let our listeners know how, how, how the game
2: went. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Bell Plain is second in the Sickle East, and the uh, Kyoto boys came out on top of that one uh but before i get to that i just want to point out that the kyoto lady eagles got the win last night as well against bell Plaine with a final score of 47 to 42 and a really great outing from uh kimberly clarahan and then the two um um the two conger sisters emily excuse me emily and grace both uh, dumped in some good uh points last night so kyoto lady eagles End up moving to five and eleven on the season, and then the boys took over in the varsity game and played what was actually a pretty good game. The final score was eighty-five to sixty-three, but that really doesn't tell the story of the of the game. Um, the first quarter, Kyoto took a seven-point lead at the end. Uh, Billy Kindred was hot. Uh, Sawyer Stout was doing Sawyer Stout things, and Evan Vittetel was scoring. Uh, and then the second quarter, uh, the Eagles took uh, a lead, twenty-four to eleven. Um, so really, uh, didn't do a lot for in the second quarter there or scored 24 to 11. Um, come out at halftime and, uh, Bell Plain really took charge in the third quarter and cut was a 20 plus point deficit down to eight towards the end of the third period. After uh, a coach stout technical foul, maybe disagreeing with a few of the calls that were made by the officiating staff. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, Keogh exerted their dominance. Then scored 27 to 13 for, like I said, the final score of uh, 85 to 63 to move to 17 and 0 on the season. Uh, we had big nights last night, as I said, from uh, Sawyer Stout, uh, Billy Kindred, and um, your um, second place player of the game from uh, last Saturday against Hillcrest, uh, Chase Hafley had another nice night, uh, dumping in seven coming off the bench. So uh, another great night from Chase Hafley. 26 out of Sawyer Stout, and um, uh, Billy Kindred, sorry, I'm trying to pull up the stat here, had 12. Evan Vendito had 14. Cole Kindred had 13. So, again, just a, a really wide scatter of points from a lot of different places out of the Kyoto Eagles last night. And uh, taking on Iowa Valley uh, tonight uh, on the 31st to hopefully secure what is a South Iowa Cedar League title. Um Barring a complete meltdown, I think they pretty much have that sewed up. If they were to lose the last two games, I think that might knock them out of contention against Linville Sully. If they split the last two, they'd probably tie with Linville Sully, but would have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So, unless Iowa uh, unless Iowa Valley or Sigourney on Tuesday night gives uh, Kyoto fits, Kyoto should uh, take that South Iowa City League title. Okay.
0: Well, uh, uh, they score a lot of points. It doesn't matter who they play. There's always always High scoring points. Um, uh, I think that's kind of uh, their pattern this year. They just put a lot of points on the board.
2: Yeah, they, they certainly do that. And like we talked about many times over, there's just a wide variety of guys that can score on any given night. Tanner Waterhouse hit down some pretty big threes last night at, at critical moments. I thought Cole Kindred really stepped it up a little bit. You know, usually he's kind of the facilitator, the quarterback, uh, floor general. Uh, but he knocked down some big threes when Keona needed it. And Sawyer Stout, like I said, he did Sawyer Stout things. He dumped in 26 last night. But, you know. you know, you expect him to put up 20 and then he dumps in 26. And I don't know if I'm just getting used to him doing that, but I, it just didn't feel like a 26-point night from Sawyer Stout. But he, he really creates off the dribble this year, which has been great to see. And he's knocking down the shots too. So can't ask for much more. The only thing I'd say about last night, Keona maybe could step up a little bit of defense, especially on the baseline. Uh, Bell Plane has two or three big guys that can move and that was causing them fits. Um, but they ended up shoring it up and got done what they needed to get done. All
0: right. Well, uh, what's the record now?
2: 17 and 0.
0: 17 and 0 Kyoto Eagles. Is there anything else you want to say before we let you go?
2: No, I'm just excited to get this, uh, regular season wrapped up. I think the district pairings come out maybe on Monday. So I'm really excited to see what, uh, that bracket will look like for this Kyoto Eagle team.
0: Well, the Eagles are flying high. Thanks for being with us.
2: Thanks for having me. Well, we got Scotty
0: Melvin, uh, and he was in Danville for the Danville-West Burlington game last night. What
3: well, program, Scotty? Good afternoon. How's it going?
0: It's going great. It's going great. Um, but uh, I've been kind of interested. We haven't had a chance to get somebody kind of at a Danville game uh, uh, this year. Uh, we have had Jeff at West Burlington. Um But, you know, uh, I'm interested in in what you, what what did you see with your own eyes in the gym? Because there's nothing that can replicate that.
3: There isn't. And, uh, you know, I'm not a a big basketball expert. I've watched plenty, not as much as I've watched football. But uh, I like to get to the games, get my eyes on when I can. It's been rough this year. Um, But, yeah, I'm living in Danville now. So I'm, I'm. right here nestled in what I would call the small school capital of at least southeast Iowa if not a good if not eastern Iowa in basketball these guys have been to state a ton they've got a couple of state championships in the last 25 years and so it's just kind of in the blood down here Um, but they had a, a heck of an opponent opponent last night in the West Burlington Falcons visiting and that was a game I couldn't miss. Uh, we got there for the girls' game. If anybody's interested in girls' basketball that listens to the program, Danville has a maybe the maybe the best small school girls' team right down here in Southeast Iowa. So it was a pleasure to watch them. Then we get to the boys' game, though, and that's that was the marquee matchup I've been waiting for. Now, Dave, I listened to all of your. Um, uh, interviews with the coaches and stuff around and, and there's kind of a running theme outside of maybe a little bit of Waco and, and Winfield Mountain Union there's a lot of guys that talk about their team not having size this is not a problem Danville has they've got two quality big men Carter Buck a six seven senior and uh, Carson orth a six seven senior a really good old school throwback uh, low post guy with some athleticism He'd put you in mind of a chase waterhouse with his build um, but his, his skill set for basketball, I would say he's beyond Chase. Uh, Chase is a is a, you know, a football player that plays basketball. Carson's definitely a basketball player. And uh, he was firing on all cylinders with the rest of the Bears right out of the gate last night. It was senior night for the Bears. Uh, they raced out to a six nothing lead right off the bat. Uh, West Burlington was a little bit cold on the offensive end. Seemed a little out of sync and stuff there early in the game. Um, in fact, the Bears stretched that lead to 10. In the second quarter and i thought man we're in for we're in for something tonight well will west burlington lose their first game of the year but quicker than you could blink your eyes in the second quarter west burlington uh thanks a lot to the hot hand of mason watkins raced back themselves on a big run um actually grabbed the lead about midway through the second quarter so it was fast they were down 10 and all of a sudden they were up a couple or three uh danville to their credit they they weren't laying down they fought back, um, grabbed the lead back, and then it kind of went back and forth. West Burlington took, uh, I think, a two-point lead into halftime. So it was it was just an up and down game, um, hard fought. Second half, different story. That's when West Burlington's guard play really took over. They clamped down on defense. They made it really hard for Carson Worth down in in the low post. Um, things weren't coming easy for him then. They were doubling down. Mason Watkins was coming down and doubling him from the from the blind side. Uh, they slapped some balls away from him, made it a lot harder for him to get shots off, things like that. And uh, I think that's probably Danville's uh, one weakness is they don't have a lot of scoring from the guards, at least not what I saw last night. And that uh, it, it, it bit them because West Burlington had very balanced scoring. They've got guys all over the floor that can, you know, shoot the ball from from the perimeter, but they'll also take you to the rack and they will slash and gas you all night too. Um, and with that, they they stretch the lead to. 20 at one point, I want to say early fourth quarter. They ended up winning by uh this final score here, 65 to 52. So when when we got kind of towards the end of the game, Danville was able to come back and close that gap a bit. But it wasn't in question at that point, Dave. It was uh, all West Burlington Falcons in the second half.
0: Well, uh, tell me a little bit. I've never been to a, a Danville game. Uh, I've heard a lot about it. I heard there's a lot of uh, kind of mystique that goes with it. What is the atmosphere like there?
3: It's great. Um, we got there, like I said, during the girls game and, and, you know, don't get me wrong. Generally, the boys game generates the biggest crowd, right? Well, the girls happen to be really, really good down here. I believe uh, with their win last night over the, the Lady Falcons, they're you know, 14 and four or something like that. They've beaten Mediapolis recently. They're, they're on a, a hot streak. Um, So I have a feeling they're garnering a lot of attention. Plus it was senior night. So the stands were packed when we got there. And I'm thinking, you know, getting there well before the boys game, we'll have a place to sit Well, we were stuck in the front row there because there was no place to sit on the Danville side. Uh, The West Burlington side was pretty full as well. Of course, some of that was, you know, the team and and coaches there that uh, exited, uh, you know, later in the. In the girls game to the locker room to prepare for their game but uh so there was a few seats over on the west burlington side but one thing i'll say and coach van fleet west burlington would probably agree with me is we go to these small schools uh here in iowa it's not the same animal as illinois with this basketball thing these gyms are so tiny and intimate they're great i love them but it, i just always wowed that you know there this is a popular basketball uh you know town here and the gym is just so small it's almost shocking because it's not that way Illinois even for the tiny schools the gyms seem uh huge compared to what they are here but uh still very very cool experience uh all these years I've never been to a game in Danville so that that was my first uh time we may go back tonight and uh Friday night as well if we can uh, work it out in our schedule
0: well we're, we're blessed to have you um uh, in that spot where you live now that uh you know help us you know because there's so much good action that comes out of there you know what I mean
3: yeah, you know, since you uh, started this podcast and we started doing sports, you know, mainly the football thing, and it morphed into basketball, too, and some others, you know, you you were over there kind of a little bit further west than me, so you're getting to Sigourney and Kyoto stuff a lot more than I can, um, things of that nature, Peaking, and then I'm kind of near that, you know, I'm around the Washington and the Wayland area, I'm getting to Winfield stuff, Columbus stuff on a regular basis, and uh, this, we talk a lot about this you know, bottom corner here, and the very nestled in the southeast near the Mississippi River, but neither one of us lives close enough to get here much, if ever, and yeah, as luck would have it, uh, I'm here now, and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing some Burlington stuff, some more Fort Madison stuff, you know, things I haven't really been able to, to get to in the last several years or more.
0: Well, it's going to work out great for the podcast, you know, because I can kind of can cover this side, and you just moved just that. Into that really nice little groove there, you know, a place it's yeah. a little harder for me to get to because it's, you know, Winfield's not going to be too far from you. Waco's not going to be too far from you. Washington, yeah. Mount Pleasant, Burlington, West Burlington, Holy Trinity. Hope oh, man, you, that it's you're in a sports mecca, aren't you?
3: Yeah, it's uh, especially for this time of year. Um, football too, really. Um, I, I've been dying to get down to watch a game in Burlington at that awesome stadium they have down there. Uh, but I've uh, never, never been close enough to have the opportunity <laughs> at least not since we've been doing the podcast. It just hasn't worked out that way. I've had to see them when they're on the road, you know, up at Washington or whatever. So yeah, I'm pretty excited to, to dive into this here. And, uh, you know, right now it's my, my work schedule keeps me from staying out as late as I'd like to on these weeknight games. So I kind of been limited to Friday mostly, but, uh, now that Danville's got a little string of home games this week, uh, we, we may just get to see a few. You know in a row here and uh i'll get acquainted with it real quick that way
0: i don't know how much you know since we're coming right down the end of the season it just feels like more important for me to do these uh, scoreboard shows and kind of uh, uh really get the whole picture because we're going to be in the playoffs here pretty soon yeah well, scott uh, thanks so much for being with us not a problem the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa, in conjunction with Henshaw Trailer Sales and Home Plate Sports Cards of Oscaloosa, Iowa, present the Sigurney Savages. We've got Coach Islick with us on program, Coach. Hey, thanks for, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, uh, I'm glad you could come on here. You're, you know, with all the. the you uh, had a lot of makeup games, and, and it's just. I don't, I'm not sure everybody knows exactly where where things stands uh, last time i seen you were third place in, in the conference i know you had a couple played two or three games since i talked to you last so just kind of catch our listeners up to them, you know where you're at as of right now
4: yeah we we got hit particularly hard by the uh um the cancellations just kind of a little bit of bad luck uh and then it's awful weather uh so we've got a ton of games to make up uh um, you know, we've kind of finally got back into the groove, a little bit of playing games here. Uh, um, you know, we had that really long break, uh, and then last week we were able to get back and play Highland on Monday. Uh, and then we played EV on Friday. We played Tri-County on Saturday, and then we played, uh, Iowa Valley last night on Tuesday night. So we've gotten four games in here in the last, you know, eight days and, uh, and then it's going to get even busier. We've got tonight off and then, uh, we play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, um, coming up. So. Uh, six games in eight days—not uh, ideal, but uh, you know it's kind of a situation we been put in with the weather and nothing you can do about it. So, uh, we, uh, yeah. So we'll so we'll we'll load the bus and we'll we'll play the game. So uh, big stretch coming up for us. Um, you know, district uh, um, brackets come out on Monday. So a uh, couple of really important games for us here this weekend uh, to try to put ourselves in as good a position as we can to you know hopefully get a good seed and you know kind of our goal is to get a, a tournament game at home and uh, you know we had one last year. Uh, and I think it really was a huge benefit for us. It was a game we, we beat Southeast Warren by, I think, two. And, uh, you know, playing that game at home might have been the difference. So uh, we're really hoping to uh, get another game at home. And that's kind of what we're building towards here these next uh, uh, two or three nights. Well,
0: it sounds like you're on a little bit of a winning streak. How many games in a row have you won?
4: yeah we are we've won six in a row here uh you know actually ironically our last loss was before christmas with all these you know uh you know snow makeups we just didn't play that many games in january like we normally do but yeah we uh uh we've won uh six in a row now uh and uh um run our record overall to to 10 and 5 and uh um you know playing some playing some of our best basketball uh you know right now and uh, you know, you know, the, the, t- to be honest with you, you know, we've hit a part of our schedule where we've played some of the weaker teams that we'll play this year, and that that's certainly contributed to it. But I also do think that that we're doing some good things uh, on both ends of the floor, and uh, and and the schedule is going to pick up here. We're going to start playing some better teams here uh, coming up, uh, starting this weekend, and uh, um, you know, we'll we'll kind of it'll be a test of kind of how far we, we have been able to come.
0: Well, we can't go over all six games, but let's go over this game with Iowa Valley last night. Tell me a little bit about how how that all shaped out.
4: Yeah, uh, you know, we got to I thought we got to a really good start defensively. You know, they've got uh, you know one of the best players in our conference, and Caleb Hack. He's you know six eight, uh, plays out on the perimeter a lot, shoots threes. Uh, had two or three dunks last night. Um, he's really talented. I think he's averaging a you know, twenty five points a game and uh you know i thought isaac bruns did a terrific job on him you know he really slowed him down and and our help was there all night and we made him earn his points I mean, he still got his points but um you know probably held him below his average um and uh, i made him really work for it uh you know offensively we got off to a little bit of a slow start i thought um uh just you know missed some easy looks that we would normally make and uh, it was pretty tight until about midway through the second quarter, and then we made a nice little run, and uh, Solon Yates really got hot. Uh, he really uh, played well last night. I thought it was one of the better games he's played in a while, really shot the ball well. I think he finished with 24 points for us uh, last night, and uh, Isaac uh, chipped in, I think, 16, uh, and John Berg was in double figures as well with maybe 14. Uh, and then Ike molenex played really well just overall. You know, didn't score a ton, uh, but did a lot of other things well. was really good defensively, uh, a lot of assists, and uh, took care of the ball for us. So uh, you know, I really thought that you know overall, uh, it was a really good performance for us and, and a team that um, you know is dangerous uh, because they do have a couple of good players, especially the hat kid. and uh, we did a good job of taking care of business. and uh, we we came out to start third quarter, and I think we I think we outscored scored them uh, maybe to tw- uh, twenty twenty two to five in the in the third and just kind of put the game away there. and it was you know it was basically uh, over uh, for the entire fourth quarter. so, Uh, So good way, you know, you always want to get to to 10 wins. That's kind of always a milestone when you get double figure wins. And we were able to do that last night with with six regular season games left. And we hope we have a chance to kind of build on that here as we uh, uh, come to the finish. Well,
0: it sounds like there's a lot of road uh, left in the schedule. Uh, Do you have any home games? I know you've got two or three here on the road.
4: Yeah, uh, we do. We have uh, two home games left. Uh, and It's actually the next two Friday nights, so it's easy to remember. Um, we're home this Friday with HLV, and then we're home next Friday. That's a boys-only game against Waco. Um, girls will have been into their tournament already, so uh, so that was kind of the only date we could squeeze her in. It was uh, um, after the girls had started tournament. Uh, so uh, so we've got uh, two home ones left, and we've got four road trips. So uh, we're on the road Thursday, Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday of next of this weekend next week. So
0: well, Waco's um, so tough. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, who else do you got in this stretch of
4: six games yeah it is a tough stretch for us um uh you know waco's obviously very good you know kyota's one of the top you know five teams in the state uh we've got them in there uh centerville is a you know a two or three a maybe even that has 10 wins already they're very good they're, they're probably right there with you know the the kyotas and the wacos of the world probably similar talent wise and uh Um. So you know, those are three really tough games, and we got Bell Plain, who's got I think 12 or 13 wins as well uh, on the year. Uh, So it's 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 a really tough stretch. Like I said, you know, we the way our schedule worked out, you know, we played some of the teams that that haven't won as many games uh, here during this stretch in January, and now with the makeups when we get into February, we're we're hitting some of these teams that have won a bunch of games. So so it'll be a good test, but but I like that because it'll it'll make us uh, it'll it'll test us and have us ready for the tournament whoever we do draw in the first round of the tournament, you know, we'll certainly be, be prepared and have known what, you know, good teams and tough games look like with this stretch that we have here before uh, it starts.
0: Who, who do you got maybe that's a um, JV kid or something or, or guy that isn't starting that's coming off and helping you out with this tremendous workload of so many games.
4: Yeah. That, you know, that's, that's what we're looking for. We're, we're looking for some help off the bench and, uh, you know our bench guys have certainly gotten on themselves a lot of time here. With you know, I mean, the last you know four games, I think we've had the running clock. We've been ahead by 35 or more in all four of those games, and uh, so that gives the bench guys some opportunities. And I thought Cole McKay has stepped up. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of been our sixth man all year, but I thought he's played his best here uh, in the last you know couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, and then you know just just looking for contributions from other spots. And you know we've asked a lot out of our out of our starting five for sure um and uh and I told those bench guys you know I don't know you know who it's going to be from night to night but we're going to need someone to step up especially when we get into these tough games especially when we get to the stretch where you know, I mean we play three nights in a row and then we have one day off and then we play two more nights in a row you know so you know five games in, in six days that's tough and, and you, you can't you can't have, ask your you know, starting five to play you know, the entire game, all five of those games. So uh, so we're going to need those guys to step up. We're going to need them to be ready, and uh, um, and hopefully they can, they can do that.
0: Well, how's the tons of fun Isaac Bruns doing? Is he still banging around and collecting stitches and stuff?
4: <laughs> we, we've kept him out of the hospital at least, <laughs> uh, getting stitches since you saw him at Pekin. But, yeah, he was on the floor two or three times last night. I, I, I hold my breath a little bit. You know, obviously he's a really valuable part of our team. Um, so I do hold my breath a little bit, but he's a tough kid and, uh, uh, he, he, pound, he bounces up uh, every time. And, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought Isaac played really well last night, against Iowa Valley, uh, defensively, especially, um, you know, he's given up, you know, probably five, six inches to hack and battled them and, and did a great job. And, uh, um, and then, uh, and then offensively he was really good. He was, you know, I think he had 16 uh, points is what the book had him for. So, so yeah, I mean, we're, uh. Uh, we're gonna go about as far as Isaac and Solon and Ike and those guys can take us. So those, those guys are the guys that have, you know, have shown that you know they're they're our top guys. And, and the exciting thing is, is that you know we had senior night last night uh, for our girls, and and the boys didn't have senior nights. We don't have any, so it's exciting because you know we've got all these guys coming back next year, and feel like we're building something uh, good here right now, and uh, and uh, hopefully they can continue to play well, and then and then play well again uh, um, next year.
0: The last time I saw Bruns, he was about seven stitches heavier than before the game. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being with us, Coach.
1: Yeah, appreciate you having me. That's always great. We'll, we'll catch up again.
4: All right.